Once when I was a teenager, I went camping with some friends. We, uh, we got a, a tent together and we threw it all, all, the, all of our supplies in the truck and we drove up uh, way in deep into the mountains of Colorado. And uh, we found some uh, BLM land, uh, Bureau of Land Management land, and we uh, found a spot to, to camp at. Um, and there was nobody around. Nobody at all. I mean, it was just in the middle, really, of nowhere. High, high up in the mountains, probably 10,000, 11,000 feet. We, uh, we built a fire, and we set up our tent, and, you know, we started to hang out and have a good time, uh, and then went to bed and kind of tamped down the fire and climbed into our sleeping bags in the tent and, and went to sleep. Well, somewhere in the middle of the night, uh, I woke up. I woke up because I was absolutely freezing. The, 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 the sleeping bag I had was too thin. It was not made for that sort of elevation and that sort of temperature. And I was absolutely frozen, kind of like maybe you feel right now in this place. <laughs> and I'm sorry about that. We're working on it. Uh, but I was frozen, and so I kind of tried to, you know, pulled the sleeping bag in tight and tried to warm myself up, uh, and it was not going to do anything. And so I uh, got up, decided, okay, at least I can maybe jump around, move around, do my thing, right? And so I, I, I get out of side of the tent, uh, and I start to, you know, hop around and, and, you know, shake my hands together and do all this to try to warm up, and I look up into the sky, and it is brilliant brilliant stars. There was no moon. There was no light from anywhere else. There was no one nearby us, and, the, and the, the fire was all but non-existent. And so all the light was just stars. And I had never seen stars that way. I'd never seen the way they lit up the sky that way. And the first thing I felt was, of course, awe and wonder. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful absolutely blew me away. And so I decided to sit down and I looked up at those stars. But the more I sat there, the smaller I felt. The littler I seemed to be. The more insignificant I seemed to be. And after a while, as I stared up into the vast expanse of space, I felt like pretty meaningless in the grand scheme of things, pretty irrelevant. I felt like a bit of an orphan sitting on this tiny little rock staring up into the sky. When I look at this first bit of John's Gospel that we heard from this morning, when I turn to this so-called prologue to John's gospel, there are times where I feel like that when I read this passage. Felt like it with that vast cosmic sense that I was caught up in on that mountaintop in, in Colorado. I have that sense when I come to this passage. It is big. It talks about in the beginning, 
there being this word. The word for word here is logos. It means this, uh, yes, it means word, but it means way more than that. It means reason. It means organizing principle. It is this sense of this eternally unfurling of, of God. It is this, this huge concept that can never quite be fit into any word. It's the word that gives us logic, right? It is this sense of this eternity. And there is this word that, that exists in the beginning, that is with God and is God, distinct and yet identical. And it's through this word that things like life and being and creation come into being. It is through this word that, that light shines upon us. There is this huge cosmic transcendent reality that is being opened up for us in this passage from John's gospel. And it seems like there isn't a place for us in this passage. Like we sit on the outside looking in. Like we're sitting on that rock staring up at the vast stars. It seems impersonal. Even when a little person finds his way into this, this bit of Scripture, he seems like an, an interruption and an intrusion, doesn't he? We hear of John, who is not the light, but comes to testify to the light, right? But it's almost as if he doesn't belong in this passage. Like he is sort of sticking his face in where it doesn't belong, in this grand cosmic vision. Here is this, this grand cosmic vision. It doesn't seem to have a place for us. And it seems opaque in its own way. We're told near the end of the passage that no one has seen God. And in some sense, this passage seems to reiterate that. That there is a transcendent cosmic reality at work here that we can't begin to grasp. And that in some sense, there is no place for us there. It's important, I think, that we hold on to this, this cosmic sense of what is going on here. This sense of transcendence. But it is not a transcendence that leaves us orphan. Because there is a, there is a scandal here in this cosmic reality that is being laid bare. There is a scandal here that is opened up 
to us. And the scandal is, is that that word, that logos, that cosmic principle, that reason, that rationality, that, that logic that sits at the center of reality becomes flesh. Becomes flesh and lives among us, dwells among us, is present with us, assumes our nature, assumes our lives, assumes our reality, assumes the stuff of our being. That this logos, that this word, that this organizing principle, that it sits at the center of everything, assumes our reality and makes that reality God's very own. And in this way, we are drawn into this cosmic picture. And in this way, we no longer sit on the outside looking up at those distant stars, but instead are drawn in to that reality. Drawn in. Made a part of. We no longer sit on the outside as orphans, but instead become children. Children of God. God makes our lives God's own concern. God takes our lives and bundles our lives up with God's very own life when the Word becomes flesh and lives among us. This is the scandal and the mystery of the Incarnation. It's the the scandal and the mystery of this season of Christmas. That God is not distant or far, but God is near and with us just as much as God is distant and far. That we are not orphans and bereft and locked out, but instead that we have been made children of God. And so let us this day and in this season of Christmas rejoice. For God has come near. And we are no longer orphans, but are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of light and life. And recipients of God's love and God's grace. For God's grace has been made known to us in the word becoming flesh and living among us. Amen.